beginning to sound a lot like Christmas, right? And it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And here we are uh, celebrating the beginning of Advent. So good morning to those of you who are here in person with us this morning. And good morning also to those of you who are joining us online, either from here in town or from out of town. We welcome you to worship. So today is the beginning of the season of Advent. You know, Advent is those four weeks that are leading up to the celebration of Christmas, the, the, the celebration of the birth of Christ, the four Sundays leading, the four weeks including the Sundays leading up to that. It's meant to be this season of waiting and, and expectation of hope as we stand on tiptoe in anticipation of the coming of Christ. Our hope for this season, it, the, our theme is for us to let the light of Christ shine through. The light of Christ shines through each one of us. Thus, you see these beautiful banners that are hanging as you came in. I hope you will look at them some more as you leave. Um, our art committee uh, delicately and intricately made those banners. And, and then Brandon, um, who leads the, pray, the worship band at the early service or the earlier service, he, he painstakingly hung those. But it's a great visual reminder for us that the light of Christ is called to shine through us. Amen. So our prayer is that we will see the light of Christ shine through the hope that is evident in who you are and in how you live by the power of the Holy Spirit within you. As we turn to scripture this morning, I would love to be able to read stories about the angels singing or the shepherds praising or about God coming to speak to Mary or Joseph. Um, those things may come. Uh, I would love to even speak about John the Baptist saying, repent for the kingdom of, of, of heaven is at hand. Repent and turn and prepare for the coming of the Lord. But today, uh, we don't get any of that. Um, today is the first Sunday of Advent, the beginning of the new Christian year, in year B. It's a three-year cycle of lectionary readings, and our words today come from the Gospel of Mark. And, and yeah, some, some interesting words from the 13th chapter. This section is actually called the Little Apocalypse. It's Mark speaking about eschatology, which is a fancy way to say about the, the end times or about um, God's promised future for us when the kingdom of God will come on earth as it is in heaven. And, and so take a listen. Um, but, but first, let me share with you just a little bit about a, 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 the, the context of Jesus speaking. Jesus has come into Jerusalem and he's talking with his disciples, and the timing is important. It's just a couple of days before the crucifixion when he shares these words. And he is telling them, very soon, nothing will ever be the same again. So be ready and stay awake. Be ready and stay awake. So these are Jesus' words from the 13th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. In those days, after the suffering of that time, the sun will become dark and the moon won't give its light. The stars will fall from the sky 
and the planets and other heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then they will see the human one, Jesus, coming in from the clouds with great power and splendor. And he will send the angels and other and gather together his chosen people from the four corners of the earth, from the end of the earth to the end of heaven. Learn this parable from the fig tree. After its branches become tender and it sprouts new leaves, you know that the summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, you know that he is near, at the door. I assure you that this generation won't pass away until all these things happen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will certainly not pass away. But nobody knows when that day or hour will come, not the angels in heaven nor the Son. Only the Father knows. Watch out. Stay alert. You don't know when the time is coming. It is as if someone took a trip, left the household behind, and put the servants in charge, giving each one a job to do, and told the doorkeeper to stay alert. Therefore, stay alert. You don't know when the head of the household will come, whether it will be in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows early in the morning or at daybreak. Don't let him show up when you weren't expecting and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, stay alert. This is the word of God for the people of God and God's people say, Thanks be to God. As I do each time I, I share a message, I invite you to pray for me in sharing this message with you as I pray for you in receiving it. Let's pray together. Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So in the month of December, most congregations, most people don't need to work hard to stay awake. They're not worried about falling asleep. You know, the time has flown by. We've gone from back to school with carpools and, and sports practices, dance lessons and, and music rehearsals, to football season, to Halloween costumes, um, to the season of giving and celebrating Friendsgiving and family Thanksgivings. And, and now we've moved into Advent as the semester ends and, and you've got performances and tests and exams and children's Christmas pageants and Christmas parties and uh, decorating the house and the giving of gifts. Keep awake. We are all so revved up with busyness and caffeine that we need quiet in order to quiet our minds and perhaps go to sleep. But while all the busyness points to Christmas, does it really point to Christ? The scripture assumes that we might be asleep, that we might be missing something. Probably because, you know, it's easy to start tuning it all out. Our lives are so filled with all of the Christmas preparations and addendums that, that we tune out much of what 
really matters, or at least we can. It's easy to get so used to all of the noise that we don't even hear it anymore. When Steve and I were in seminary, round one in Atlanta, we moved into a townhouse that we later realized was right down the street from the fire station. Yeah. Very quickly, we realized exactly what that meant. That meant whenever there was an emergency, day or night, the fire truck and the ambulance would leave the station, sirens blaring, and drive right down the road beside our house, literally like 30 feet from the townhouse. We were the one on the end, of course. And, and you know, at first, it kept us awake every single time. But then after a while, we, we began to tune it out. We learned to tune it out, and we could sleep right through it. The same is true with these weeks before Christmas. We get so used to the noise of everything that we no longer notice it. We no longer pay attention with expectation for Advent, for the anticipation of the coming of Christ. But this is our wake-up call from the Gospel of Mark. Keep awake. Stay alert. But what does it mean to... Uh, stay awake as we wait. Through my reading this week, I began to think a little bit about the difference between um, passive waiting and active waiting. When I was a teenager and was not driving yet, uh, I had to catch the bus to go to Pofall's studio across town for my ballet lessons and rehearsals. I remember having to walk a block or so to Westwood Middle School, and there I would wait for the city bus. I would just sit and wait, a very passive kind of waiting, you know? And it was a very different kind of waiting than what I did when I was a child, when I was waiting for the parade here in town. You know, our family would always go to the Gator Homecoming Parade, and we would go and we would bring our lawn chairs down to what was then University United Methodist Church, and we would sit right out front. It's now um, the property of, of Gator Wesley, our campus ministry, and we would set up the lawn chairs as close to the curb as we could get without falling off the curb, and we would wait. We would wait for the parade, and I remember looking to my left down University Avenue and waiting to hear the music. I was so excited about the parade coming, and I would lean out into the road just brimming with excitement and eager with, with anticipation. That kind of waiting is active waiting, standing on tiptoe and leaning into the joy and the hope. But let's go back to the Gospel of Mark. Jesus tells us a parable about someone going on a trip and leaving his servants in charge of his household, giving each of them a specific responsibility. And he says, therefore, stay alert. You don't know when the head of the household will come, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows early in the morning or at daybreak. Any of those words sounding familiar to you? Those time markers, evening, midnight, the cock crowing, dawn. Those are the time markers that we see in the Gospel of Mark. 
for the days, the day, the 24 hours before the crucifixion of Christ. And therefore, we see that these words may not be only about the future coming and revealing of Christ, as many hear them, but also about the immediate coming of his death and resurrection that he was sharing with the disciples. As I said, many people see these words as, as apocalyptic, pointing us to the culmination of history and all that will occur at that time. What if Mark wasn't only pointing to a future day, but to a time that no one knows, to another possibility as well? What if Mark's point was that the primary advent of Christ had already happened and that all of our waiting and watching ought to be shaped by that? Perhaps Jesus is saying that whenever Christ will come again in all of our anticipation and preparation for the second coming, all of that should be shaped by his first advent as a vulnerable infant and then going to the cross. And therefore, perhaps Mark is inviting us into the light of Christ, to let the light of Christ shine through us here and now in places of receptiveness and need through our humility and vulnerability and compassion. So how do we let that light shine through? What does it look like to let our waiting be active and shaped by compassion and vulnerability. You know, in our world there is war and violence and division and political angst. And here in our own community, many are living with, with fear and sadness and, and even desperation. And in our own denomination, we have been through a time of separation and division. How can the light shine through us to offer hope and humility to a broken world. Just yesterday, we had our final virtual annual conference of 2023, and that was to officially handle the last requests of a few churches to disaffiliate from the United Methodist Church. At the end of the session, Bishop Berlin shared two observations with those of us who are remaining United Methodist while first acknowledging the sadness and the grief and the loss that we have all experienced, he expressed the relief that we all are feeling that the time of disaffiliation is finally over. Thanks be to God. And then he shared words of encouragement. He said, tomorrow, tomorrow morning, as the sun comes up, we begin the season of Advent. The Advent of the Lord is before us. So let us embrace the season of joy, a season of wonder. He encouraged us to seek to share the good news of Jesus Christ with those who do not yet know God's love and grace. And he said, friends, the work before us is not to beg people to stay United Methodist, it's to go forth and to share Christ so that people may become Christians, Christians who are United Methodist. That's what we're about now. 
Let us embrace, he continued, the kindness and compassion and the love of the season. This is a time of new beginnings. And then he went on and shared a story about being at the grocery store the night before. So late on Friday night, I guess, after a long day, he went to the grocery store to get a few things. And he was there in the self-checkout area. You know, we, we get to check out our, our own groceries. And um, there was a woman who was standing there kind of overseeing that area, making sure that everything was going as it should. But there was really nobody there. Um, and he, as he was checking out his groceries, overheard her singing a Christmas carol. And he said, as he heard her voice... Um, something in her singing just resonated with him. The words of the song, the, the sound of her voice. Um, and so after he had finished checking out his groceries, he, he went and he said to her, thank you. Thank you for being you. Because you were joyful, I am now joyful. And then he encouraged us, those of us who were on that virtual annual conference, to be the people who sing the song. Be the person who sings the song. Be the person who brings the joy. Be the person that is willing to be humble and vulnerable. Be the person who actively waits with kindness and, and compassion and, and the love of the season. Invite someone to experience the hope of Jesus Christ this season by letting the light of Christ shine through you. You know, last week we celebrated Disability Awareness uh, Sunday and, and we were led in worship entirely by persons who have disabilities or persons who love persons with disabilities. And at one point in the service, Chase Ross was patiently waiting in the wheelchair up here under the stained glass window to come forward and to share his message. If you weren't here, Chase is in a wheelchair and he is um, not able to uh, speak clearly and he speaks through an iPad that he types into. He has cerebral palsy that he has had since birth. Um, and so Chase is, is patiently waiting in the wheelchair there. And um, <clears throat> Will Taylor is behind the screens because he's helped um, Chase off the lift and, and, and over here. And Will is waiting behind the screens. And apparently, I didn't notice it, but Chase's shoe was untied. His shoe was untied. And then all of a sudden I... Sitting down here, I saw movement, and I looked up, and there was Chase in his wheelchair at the foot of the cross, literally at the foot of the cross. And there was Will, who came out and knelt down on one knee to tie Chase's shoe. Now, it wasn't lost on me that Will is a 31-year-old male with a dark beard and long hair, kneeling down to tie Chase's shoe at the foot of the cross. In that moment, I am sure that I saw a glimpse of the kingdom of God. There's a poem by Howard Thurman from his book, The Mood of Christmas. He says, I will light the candles for Christmas, candles of joy 
despite all the sadness. Candles of hope where despair keeps watch. Candles of courage for fears ever present. Candles of peace in tempest-tossed days. Candles of grace to ease heavy burdens. Candles of love to inspire all my living. Candles that will burn all year long. May we be the candles of light this Advent season. May the light of Christ shine through us, through our words and through our songs, through our posture and our vulnerability. May we participate this Advent season in the inbreaking of the kingdom of God. Will you pray with me? Oh God, may your light shine through in who we are and in what we do. Give us humble hearts to walk with you. Be with us as we wait with anticipation, as we stand at the advent of the coming of Christ, open our hearts to you. We are nothing without you. Give us a desire to help others know the love of Jesus Christ so that they might be transformed. And as we grow in our own sanctification, because we are humble before you, stand with us. We don't have it figured out. We're not all that you want us to be. But we are yours. Help us to keep awake, to be alert. Help us to be the one who sings the song, to be the one on bended knee as we love and serve others. In the name of Christ, amen.